All right, so I started recording now. Um, it's very natural every time we start recording to like get twenty minutes of podcast jitters out. It's just you know it takes <laughs> your time. Have, mm-hmm. Do you have podcast mm-hmm. jitters? I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I've been feeling it. <laughs> I mean, I had a problem when I was first starting, where I would be like not breathing as I'm talking. Oh, yeah, oh shit! Yeah, that happens. I didn't a feel lot. that. I didn't feel that at yeah. some point. Yeah, I was like too too compact inside i was like so packed up now i feel better after he said that i yeah. feel like kind of okay sharing yeah. our podcast experience <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so everyone's everyone goes yeah, through this yeah. it's okay that. so what is it now like what's the what's a usual oh what's the podcast about yeah like listen like, to episode seven where we try and figure that out yeah <laughs> Forest Creek podcast. We just came back from John Wick 4. This is one of those movie review episodes that we have made a habit of doing. They're very accessible. Everybody watches them. It's a good opportunity for us to explore a little bit of meaning in our culture. John Wick is a series of memes put together that you didn't think would actually be a good movie. And you watch it, and because, like something I said earlier, it's sincerely made, you can really get into it, in a sense. The people who make this movie, they care about action films. They care about making something compelling, about stepping their game up every time they get the opportunity. It's a very artistic expression, but it's disguised as an action film, but a lot of people just dismiss because like I said, it's a series of memes. It's basically, it got made right after the sad Keanu meme from the internet, where people just started going, look at Keanu Reeves sitting on a bus bench alone. You sympathize with that guy, no matter what he does. You put him in any movie. Okay, so what's a movie I could make where, you know, I, I do something Keanu Reeves himself would like, which is do a Hitman movie where he plays an assassin, have a lot of martial arts in it, serious filmmaking. Then you come up with this compelling story about a guy who's mourning his wife, and then somebody breaks into his house, kills his dog, and steals his car. When somebody tells you what the movie's about, they just say, hey, it's a guy who's mad because his dog got killed. I mean, feel free to interrupt, guys. I don't mean to go on a monologue. (laughs) (laughs) What if John Wick went on a monologue? I guess, you know, he kind of does in all those action sequences. Those are his monologues. His monologue is jujitsu. (laughs) <laughs> and pistols and pencils and swords and machine guns Gun and food. assault rifles and I don't know what else he's used I don't think cars lots of knives cars yeah <clears throat> I'm trying to think has of he like, used other people he's used a yeah. book he used a book I forgot <laughs> about that <laughs> I don't have as much of an attachment to these as you do but they are great movies um I don't remember the first time I saw it it was definitely not in theaters. We just, I think, maybe I saw it with you randomly. We went to my house and watched it on Netflix. But I think, yeah, two and three, when those came out, we all saw them in theaters. And that was freaking dope. I've now seen all of them once. And that's pretty much my experience with John Wick. It's been like, dope, it's a guy killing people. Right. 
<laughs> a lot of people. Yeah, a lot. How did you feel? A lot. <laughs> the way it's done perfectly controls your emotions. The pacing is amazing, and it's just incredible action with not an uninteresting story. Because that's the thing a lot of action movies do is that they focus just on the action and they forget the story. Yeah. But John Wick has incredible world building for such for such a, essentially such a little amount of story. You don't need a whole lot, but they in, they input so much world building with while while still focusing on the action. Yeah. While still focusing on the action, they may they they're able to world build perfectly. And you understand anything everything without them explicitly saying what things are. Like if I remember correctly, which I probably don't, they'll use terms that you don't know, but through context and through continuing watching and paying attention, you'll understand what those terms mean. And you'll get the seriousness of what's going on. I think that's a really... I was thinking about that on the car ride over here, how the way they do world building, it escalates with each film mm -hmm. very well. And the reason why it does that is because you only get the amount of threat that the world is putting towards you. Mm -hmm. So in the first movie, when you're thinking about that Russian bad guy, you're not really thinking about this weird criminal world. It's kind of... I dare say a little bit gimmicky. It's like, oh, okay, this is just a model that you're going through here. It's still yeah. interesting. Like, they do a good job of that. And I think part of that is because the way it's written and the way it's performed is so sincere that you're like, yeah, these people really exist in this world. Yeah, yeah. It's not a metaphor. It's not an allegory. It's like you're here. Yeah, right? you're I think that's... thinking about these gold coins, especially in the first <laughs> movie. You don't see them all much later on, but like, you're like, what, are the, what can this get me? body buried what and then throughout the rest of the movies you begin to feel the world more as john does because you're you don't quite understand what world he left behind in the first movie mm -hmm. and by the third movie even the second movie is where it gets real right where you really start to get okay this actually does have consequences yeah. excommunicado means something more than hey that lady you don't like is dead now yeah, yeah. <laughs> is the second one where he gets excommunicated excommunicado at the end of the second one mm -hmm. right. okay so I did not watch second and third yeah and the first one let's say I watched like an hour or so minutes so not like till the end end mm -hmm. and uh so if I'm just thinking about this one, you you side with him, right? Like yeah. you feel through him that he has this pain from the previous ones and everything is explained in the first one. But it's like he's carrying it over and it's still there. And then you feel that side of him and you look through him, even though you can see him right there. It's like you're still inside him. And then there's all this action and crazy action not just action it's like fucking crazy action but then there's like the other side which is not like it's not like there's a lot of story in it but there's still a base mm -hmm. which just grows into all this action and there's like all different branches of like you know this guy coming in and dictating what's gonna happen or the family thing like it's all part of where he has to go which is that sunrise thingy yeah. so that's the spoiler right like the 
I mean, the story <laughs> I mean, shows you at up to this point metaphor. that he's an orphan. <laughs> but I was going to ask you, how much do you care about us spoiling any of... Oh, I don't. Yeah, I'll okay. still watch it all like right. normally. Yeah. First time I saw all of them was in theaters. Because mm. I'm just in high school and one of my nerdy friends comes up to me and he doesn't say, let's watch the new Avengers movie or whatever. He says, let's go see John Wick. And I'm like, who's in that? Keanu Reeves. Cool, I like Keanu Reeves already. I was a big fan of The Matrix when I was a kid. And then I go see it because he pitches to me. It's a guy who, you know, does a bunch of action stuff because somebody killed his dog. I was like, all right, whatever. I, I thought it was a comedy. When I went in, <laughs> I thought, I legit thought it was like some kind of action comedy. And then the first two minutes of that movie, like the first few scenes where you're basically just watching Keanu Reeves play The Sims. <laughs> He's just living his life. <laughs> Even in those first few scenes, it's like, that's this is well enough done that I'm like, I like this guy. Yeah, I'm just watching yeah. him make coffee. <laughs> go for a drive with his dog and try to work through you know the grief of losing his wife mm -hmm. and then all that other stuff happens they're like oh wait I forgot what this movie was <laughs> as you get towards the, the end of the movie the pacing of him going for revenge because basically what happens is some Russian gangster's son goes over and uh, likes his car so he breaks into the guy's house beats up the guy kills his dog steals his car Russian gangster Sanka comes back, kind of explains, word gets out who he did, who, who he, he did, did that the hit to, on. right? Who, who did he steal this car? Who did he kill the dog with? And then it's John Wick. And you're like, oh, that's what this movie is called. Yeah. And then <laughs> the, guy, the explanation that the Russian gangster gives as to who this person is, is so romantic and redeeming as much as it is gruesome. Yeah. It's, I gave him an impossible task, and the bodies he buried built this empire. <laughs> and then you broke into his house. <laughs> and the way he go, does that monologue, the way he delivers it, I was like, oh, that's right, there's serious actors in this movie. Oh, dude. And that cut between him explaining all of that and John Wick using the sledgehammer yeah, yeah, to yeah. smash the cement oh my gosh it's such a good scene it's a strong scene and just the monologue of this man has more focus than you have ever <laughs> encountered ever before yeah you are dead he is a demon is what you get and you're like oh there's a demon here that had like a seal of love put on it and mm -hmm. then when his wife died the seal yeah. broke and now all oh, we're all now <laughs> at some point do you do you justify his killings like because of the sadness of his wife passing away do you feel more connected to the wife passing than his previous the first movie the job. thing that people don't understand is that this is a meditation on grief mm -hmm. you know you're watching a guy who this is the grief this is how much he's working through this is what it meant to him yeah that he's oh, yeah. going to go this far the important piece is that the dog is a gift from his yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a gift. And yeah, it was a gift from... Yeah. It was the last thing his yeah. wife gave him. Fuck. Yeah. Dude, that's... That's deep. If it was just a random yeah, dog was, he bought, I don't think he'd <laughs> yeah. go on this rampage. <laughs> it was special. It was definitely yeah. special. And yeah. killing a dog is, like, crazy. Especially that's the one when thing. it's this it's super like, cute little beagle. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it's, that's the one way to make sure nobody likes your villain. <laughs> this is this is such a big sell already dramatically oh, that, what this movie yeah, is able yeah. to do that by the time it gets into the action you were like 
wow we yeah. were not prepared because it starts small it's just a bunch of guys breaking his house but then it just like yeah revs up speeds up does not stop right we watch this guy go on a rampage against this entire thing and you're like oh this is what he did that night did did knock knock come out after john wick the first one or was it before knock knock the the when the two girls breaking into his house it's another movie and they they overpower him somehow and it's this whole thing because i also connect like john wick to that because it's like same kind mm. of thing it's like a lot of action i don't know so, Do, how do you compare the action with the two of them it's just like it's very the action in knock knock is like very small it's contained to mm. a house this is like a whole world so so yeah but it's just i think his you know like as you said before his his real life persona is like also being translated into movies yeah. and then you you get attached to him he's like he's so soft he's <laughs> right. like yeah. so that's the thing like, i think one like, of the things so that really different. sells it especially with keanu reeves doing this is that he's all he can make a little seem like a lot because mm-hmm. yeah, keanu reeves yeah. is trained in a special type of acting where it's like it specifically takes on a japanese influence where he doesn't emote a lot so you just see what he's feeling on his face very slowly yeah and then the re- thing that sells you on his character is that it's a man of few words mm-hmm. and he does that in a lot of the movies think about neo it's always whoa yeah what's like <laughs> you're always curious about the one who speaks less yeah that's, that's the yeah. thing it's that's like... what hallmark misses <laughs> john wick's catchphrase is yeah oh i wanted him to say it so bad more times in this last movie and they're not a complex set of words they're just absolutely 100 yep. percent sincere i love like, whenever somebody gives him a job or a new task he's like okay you want this from me i need you to do this and he just says i'm going to need this thing yeah i need an like entry or something yeah or something. yeah and yeah, the world he knows of john wick right so this is what we're gonna end up talking about here because it's the plot of these movies to some extent is the world of john wick Right, mm-hmm. this network of assassins that he used to yeah. belong to. They have laws. Yeah, elite, I think, yeah. elite laws. I think the, the best thing about that world building is that one thing that people can get carried away with in world building is really easy is to just come up with something new and shove it in there and say, oh, it's always been this way. And then the audience just goes, yeah, no, you just came up that it's just a plot contrivance. It's just convenient yeah. for you. So you just came up with it. Not one time they do that as they reveal the world in John Wick does it feel that way. Well, the thing is, the person who greets you with it is Ian McShane. He's the guy who is basically the hotel manager for assassins. Okay. In the first one? Yes, yeah. And the rules that the Continental has. You're like, I don't know what this is, but I'm sold because Ian McShane came over (laughs) and he he just had this British accent and he's wearing an ascot. He's wearing an ascot. How could you not listen to... And he sells it, and there's jazz clubs, and you're like, okay, they all use these gold, gold coins. You're like, this is great. And then they do this thing at the end where, like, you broke our rules. It means you die. And that's like a simple, small budget kind yeah. of movie way to do it. But then in the second movie, by the time John Wick has gotten his revenge, it takes place a little bit later. He's like getting his car back finally, and finally making peace with these Russian gangsters. And comes home, starts thinking about how am I going to fix my car. Because it's freaking destroyed. But then the world, in the form of like, a, you know, this kind of prince of the underworld shows up and he's like, you owe me a favor. Mm. This is your bloody fingerprint. 
the promise you made me was what helped you get out of the game. Yeah. But guess what? I'm cashing this favor in. <laughs> I need you to kill my sister because she's going to lead the Chimera and be the one to sit at the high table. And you're like, yeah. oh, there's a government here. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> the Prince of Gotham or whatever the heck your <laughs> shows up at your at your door and he's Italian and you can't say no because when you say no he shoots a grenade launcher at your house and now you have to go see him and John agrees they have this little scene where he's sitting across from the guy and he's like oh, I wonder what you what you would do to me John Wick if you were gonna kill me right now here in this art gallery oh man where you showed up in a t-shirt <laughs> I wonder what you was, and then he starts saying ridiculous things. That brief, briefcase, perhaps, maybe even that man's glasses. <laughs> You're like, what the hell is John Wick gonna do to this guy? And then Keanu, Re you look up from this joke, and you just see Keanu Reeves look him dead in the eye and be like, "My hands." Oh, dude, it's so freaking. Did good. he lose the finger in the second one? I was wondering where he lost that. Because I saw I, it like, no. when he fell, right? Like, yeah, I don't remember. He lost his finger in the third one when he had to cut it off. Is it for the, tab the, the table thingy? When, when it's like... Because what yeah. happens is... So this Camara guy, he kills his sister like he wanted to finish the favor. But then the Camara guy decides, I'm going to kill John Wick. Oh, shoot. I'm going to get rid of this because I killed her so I could be on the high table mm -hmm. because she was going to sit there. So now I got to cover my tracks. Fails to kill John Wick. So he, instead he places giant bounty on him. We watch the whole world come alive. John Wick racing to the Continental, gets to the Continental, shows up there. But Winston, you know, back where he started, you can't kill anybody in the Continental. This guy's here. And as far as the high table is concerned, this guy can stay here. This is safe. It's consecrated ground. Yeah. And if it's consecrated, nobody's allowed to, you know, kill here. Otherwise, you get excommunicado. So, John, you can't kill this guy. And this guy's sitting there literally having dinner in front of him. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and he's like, I'm so rich, I can just afford to stay here all my life. Yeah. There's yeah. really nothing you can do about this. It's a good safe house. John shoots him in the head. Right then and there. It's like, it was like he wasn't listening to anybody. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And when that happens, he becomes excommunicado. And as soon as they declare him that, that big ass bounty is still on his head. And the whole world has a free flag to just go ahead and kill this guy. Yeah. And they get the money. They pick up the third movie is balls to wall nonstop action. It's literally right where the second <laughs> one like, left off. Yeah, quite literally. He's, he just runs into the city yeah. and the timer starts. He's got like an hour oh, to prepare and as so soon as good. like literally the seconds leading up to that hour being over are him killing a guy with a book. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit. Man, now I want to watch the other three. It, it, like, it tricks you out a little bit because it's like a weird fight. This guy is like way taller than him. Mm -hmm. And this guy's like uh, really use, leveraging that advantage. It's almost comical. And then it finally happens. And you're like, they're kind of dancing back and forth a little bit. But then he just places this guy's head, like Ernest, this tall ass guy who he calls by like first name. <laughs> puts the book on the table, slams the guy on it, and then puts his head and breaks his neck oh, on it. Oh, man. And you're like, what orgy of violence did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> but it goes from that to him assembling a revolver in a few seconds. And I love this bit because it kind of tells you a little bit about like what these movies are. They start playing this Western theme. 
it sneaks onto the soundtrack where you're hearing this country guitar do a western theme as he's breaking into an, an antique shop and assembling a revolver to shoot a guy who comes at him and he shoots him once and then drops the thing <laughs> and you're like okay this is kind of western and you're really rushing to the action and you break into this knife collection and two other guys break into it with him i was like okay this is gonna be interesting and the knife fight that you watch happens is insane it sold me so hard i've seen all of these movies in theaters first time yeah i see them right when they come out and i'm always impressed as how they keep on raising the bar i think what's so amazing is that when because the first one came out so long ago and it was like 10 years until the second one came out yeah and it was amazing because I was like, the first time I saw, I saw, oh, they're coming out with John Wick 2. I'm like, why? It wasn't like 10 years. It was like a, a two or three years. No, yeah. it was way longer than that. At some reaches, I don't know, as much as five years. Yeah, but, but it's like, it was, it was, nobody thought there would be a second one, as far as I know. I was like, oh yeah, that was a cool one-off. And then they came out with a second, I was like, ah, it's going to be a gimmick. But it was amazing. And then the third one, I was like, oh, okay, they're just doing a little a thing. And I saw it anyways, I was like, yo... John Wick 3, dude. So the first John Wick came out when I was in the 11th grade. It came out in 2014. This is the fourth one. It's come out in 2023. And we just came out of the theater for it. Oh, yeah. So let me finish off here the story and we'll get right into it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Basically, John Wick is now on the run. He's excommunicado. He fights his way out of New York and then across the world to Morocco and goes into the desert to see the High Table Elder. And beg and plead is like, let me return. And basically, the world is enacting punitive measures on everyone who helped John Wick, you know, kill that Camara guy. It's like this, you know, our black market government's not going to have a traitor. No one's going to break our rules. And so they're just killing their way through. And Winston's like, I'm going to hold my chair. He starts doing political stuff behind the scenes. And John Wick has to see this guy in the desert. And the guy's like, all right, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go back to New York and approve your loyalty to us. You're going to kill that guy who helped you. You're going to kill Winston. And now when you do that, you have to fight through your excommunicado to get to him and kill him. Um, and when you do that, then I'll release you from your bond, but you are forever going to become my servant to show that you are signing this deal pretty much. Cut your finger off. Mm, yes. Yeah. And then they go to war. Because the third one's called Parabellum. That's what it means in Latin. Oh, okay. Um, because Winston's deciding, let's go to war with the high table. Let's fight for our little piece of New York. What are they going to do? You're going to come into the Continental, the place where we're super armed, and I have John Wick? That's the first time we see those armored soldiers like pretty much come out. Like They step up the level on John Wick because he's always... In the second movie, he gets the bulletproof suit. Oh, I love the bulletproof suit, man. Yeah, it's, it's so And sick. just when you thought it was going to become a crutch, the third movie comes out. A lot more hand-to-hand -hand combat, right? And then the second thing about it is that when he comes to fight, he's fighting dudes in armor now. Mm -hmm. And they have to amp up the amount of violence. They're like, here's a shotgun with a steel gauge yeah. inside it. It's like... <laughs> It's yeah. like, oh shit. And then it's ninjas. They bring ninjas out of that movie. <laughs> I think the suit kind of justifies the you don't feel unrealistic about it. It's like Yeah. Yeah, there's like definitely one can shoot in the face or the guys can just make a circle and shoot him or something. Like somehow just shoot him. Yeah. But it helps just there's a thin line between not believing it and then you're like, oh the suit. 
so that's cool. yeah like it will protect him that's how he's mm-hmm. fighting fighting and so i like that he actually uses it he holds it over yeah, his yeah, face yeah 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 it's like actually it's like batman it's, it's like <laughs> he's protecting himself like in one way or yeah. the other yeah and then by the time we're in this movie we have a mix of armored guys and guys wearing those suits yeah oh yeah. that was so freaking cool Man, I wonder how much of that was VFX versus like. That's what I was wondering. Like, how many VFX shots is a movie like this? Man, the muzzle flashes is like, oh, I've seen them. It's like I, <laughs> <laughs> they're all from the same pack, I'm sure. But like, <laughs> you recognize the muzzle flashes? Oh my That's god, awesome, yeah. dude! It's like it's just there's like a good website where you can get everything, and we we've been there. So it's like yeah. I know this. One. It's like muzzle That's flash night. That's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I like the I like the suit concept. You know, speaking of reused assets, I didn't hear the Wilhelm scream in this movie. I feel like I've heard it in one movie. I just don't remember which one. That being said, the thi- I think one of the things that I di- I might not have touched on this yet. Mm-hmm. The action in this movie is done with a care of we're going to deliver it to you and we're not even going to commercialize it. Yeah. We're just going to make it cool off of what it is. Yeah, you know what was I- interesting? This was the first movie, John Wick movie, where I'm watching it, and partway through I was like, is this a John Wick movie with not a lot of action? This movie and the way it did its action have changed cinema for the better. <laughs> All these movies after Mission Impossible and Atomic Blood, when they're now doing their action, they're like, all right, well, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. Because up till then, there was a lot of like Avengers and DC, let's break mm. shit and make, make buildings crawl. And then yeah. these Dwayne Johnson movies or whatever. And, you know, everything is like <laughs> yeah. all in your face. It's like playing NFS, but without the damage. <laughs> yes. And then it's, it's like, <laughs> you just don't feel it. It's like your car's hitting, but there's yeah. nothing yeah, happening. Yeah. It's, like, it's you know unrealistic. What I like about the action in, in John Wick, I don't remember it in the other three. I'm sure it's the same. But it's the fact that he, it's realistic in that he uses a lot of the same moves and it kind of looks clunky sometimes. Like, yeah, he's got to grab this guy's arm, step around him and trip him and then jump and kind of make him roll. And he does that rolling move like 15 freaking times. Yeah, it's a very anatomy-based action. Yeah. He's just playing with his body and his mind and he has to execute without any any other thing than a gun it's freaking jackie chan with a handgun <laughs> yeah. just walking around with a walther but one I of the love. things i really love about it is that like keanu reeves really did did train in this stuff oh did he he did take like brazilian jiu-jitsu to learn how to be john wick he Dang. did a lot of people in that movie they end up going to this company called terran tactical hmm. it has become yeah. giant for people training with yeah, like, yeah guns. i've seen like photos and videos of him doing this action and i like the gun his gun holding style is pretty cool yeah, like, yeah. it's it's, it's so like much it goes different than like, ready position yeah. when he's like closer and then he extends it out to shoot and that's like yeah. you know a yeah. way to do it's, cqb it's cool. close it's quarters like, combat it's like defensive and attacking at the same time it's yeah like, it's so much more it, you just feed it oh yeah. dude the moments in these movies especially in number four where he just gets thrown or jumps out of something and falls like 20 freaking feet he oh, falls at man. least the story in every movie <laughs> And that's like one drop. Yeah, and yeah. So I felt that one, the one with the on the car. Oh, oh my god! Man. He just jumps out the window. <laughs> that's his out. That's his yeah. out. There's no there other way out. There is a physical comedy influence in what he does. <laughs> they literally. I was just telling you this in the beginning of the second movie. It starts with this shot of 
a building in New York and on it is being projected a black and white movie of like a comedy car crash. And that's a shot from a Buster Keaton movie mm. because it's kind of joking to you how like you're basically watching yeah. Charlie Chaplin murder people. <laughs> it's like, you know, He's just playing like, with it, yeah. Yeah. And there is like a physical element to it, but like one of the things that this does is, you know, when you watch an Avengers movie, you're watching, I don't know, even when you're watching one of the martial arts scenes where they're flipping around and beating people, yeah, it's not yeah. like, you know, you're not watching lasers and rockets and all that. <laughs> But when you're watching one of those, like it's well choreographed. These people trained. They had yeah. all the same resources John Wick had, but nobody actually cared. So they said it. Well, they, nobody actually thought this was cool on its own. They thought it was cool when they commercialized it. Well, because it's a it's it's a different kind of action. Like with Avengers, it's yeah, Iron Man's got freaking seven guns in his hands and a bunch flying. of lasers. Yeah, there's and no it's like, planes, nothing like that. It's just pure hand based action. Yeah, like the whole thing with the first movie is he killed a man with a pen. It's so, like you're not going to see that in other action movies. Like, no, he killed a man with a five megaton laser rocket. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, anybody could do Something that. Something with a red button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the big red button. It's like the only red button John Wick uses is the one on the end of his red pen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His actions. His actions definitely like way way basic. And it's like you can do it at home. You can you can be John Wick at home. <laughs> Just look around the corner, and you can you can, you can do Google the same it. action. Hey, yeah, you too. could go take some Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. How to fight like John Wick? You can <laughs> do a little program with Terran Tactical. Yeah, dude. When I saw the, the so one of the things they did even in the promotions of this movie it was they were they were asking him one of the questions, which is your favorite handgun to use? Which oh. which is what in your favorite? And he's like, oh, the Pit Viper. And you know why? Because the Pit Viper is a comp, like a sport combat shooting range weapon. <laughs> it's like the one that people go to. My boss actually uh, at the place I work at. Yeah, he is. That's he wild. is number one in Canada. Yo. Wow. Yeah. Is he in the Olympics? Well, he just finished his last international competition. Dang. They don't have handgun shooting in the Olympics. I thought they did. Nobody's it's running around there shooting. with a Glock, dude. I saw a picture. I saw a picture of some Russian girl with a big pistol. She looked like an anime character in the Olympics. I don't know what the heck that was. I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna, some RG I'm going to Google it. Keep I mean, talking. she can be in the Olympics and shoot a handgun. I don't have any problem at all with that. <laughs> so like, I think more people should do that. Um, but when they show you an action shot in this movie, it's not choreographed as a music. It's not, you know, nobody sat in a boardroom and came up with what should be in this. Human it's like you you feel it i i yeah. i would want to stand up and like whistle in the thing like i i would just go <laughs> crazy well, when you watch like liam neeson's taken it's a million and one cuts oh yeah. my gosh Keanu dude is like no we there's do it a, all one yeah, shot yeah, there's oh, so much one take you're gonna watch oh my me. god the one take in this one you watch you saw me the, the one it from like the roof? video game yeah, the, yeah. oh yeah. my god it was like how it was Miami. amazing when i realized it's not ending i'm like oh shit yeah <laughs> and then, like, like, then they cut to mr nobody and i was like oh it's yeah. over and yeah yeah i don't care this cut it's a one shot it is amazing yeah i haven't seen that like no, I haven't seen anything like that. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of action and there's a lot of... They do have cuts, but they have long scenes, which you just dive into it. You're like, yeah, in the scene. Yeah. 
They show you him throwing the punch, it going across the air, it connecting with the guy, the guy reeling back from it. Yeah, done. Yeah. You would see five different cuts there if it was any modern <laughs> film. Dude, there's the famous thing, I, I don't, maybe it was from Taken, but of Liam Neeson jumping over a fence. And <laughs> in, Nine shots! It's literally, he jumps over it three times. <laughs> In the one time he's supposed to jump over it, it's insane. It's a liter- It's an actual meme. It's so funny. You'd never see that in John Wick. John it's, Wick does not waste a single second of your time. It's great. Oh, so good. And just when you think they're running out of ideas, they always pull something new out. It's the opposite of that. What was that movie? That deer movie you saw that doesn't respect your time? God, don't. Let's not bring that up. <laughs> this movie respects your time. Yeah. I don't. I don't even want to remember what it's called right now. <laughs> I'll forever look at all those actors differently. Uh, but So, Jared, you seem more sold on this movie than you were on the last ones. It was really, really exciting. I liked the movie references that I was able to catch, even though I've only seen one of the movies. But they have that cut in the beginning, so, so perfect, of Sam L. Jackson blowing out the, the match, and they cut to the desert sunrise, Lawrence of Arabia. You know, because this movie starts out with its plot. It starts out with telling you it's an action movie. But, you know, you always have that second genre. What is this? Is it a comedy? Is it a Western? Mm-hmm. Is it a <laughs> freaking international thriller? <laughs> is it a political politics movie? And then it's like, it's a, oh no, it's a criminal movie and a gangster movie and a politics movie. Yeah. yeah. It's like mafia, gangster, all mixed up. I yeah. loved... And at times it's a drama. Yeah. You know? One thing I liked about this movie probably i assume because i don't remember a lot more than the other ones is that john wick wasn't alone even though he was the addition of all the different friends he encounters even though he he doesn't encounter friends throughout the other ones but especially the addition of mr nobody who's clearly out for himself but a little bit is out for like helping john wick because he's he wants to kill john but at the same time, he's protecting John by killing other people, but for selfish reasons. And then the whole part where, you know, spoiler territory now, where John shoots the guy that's going to kill his dog. And he's like, oh, oh, John protected my dog. This and didn't dog. shoot me in the face. That yeah, also was going to yeah. happen. Uh-huh. He saved him yeah. too. Yeah. He's like, I could either, John had the choice. I can either shoot this guy who's trying to kill me. Or I can shoot the guy who's going to shoot that guy's dog. And we all know John's not going to let him shoot that dog. Yeah. He sees that and he's like, no, I'm yeah. going to change, change the gun to him. Yeah. I feel yeah. like you could do that character with a gunslinger in a Western. And that's why he had a lever action rifle the whole time he was yeah. using. Yeah. Oh, dang. He's like a cowboy hero. Yeah. Yo. He had You're so much from, Instead of a dog, he's got a horse. Think about oh, other what way you hear when John Wick is in dual stances in this movie. Mm-hmm. Country guitar. Tyler Bates put the soundtrack for the last few together, mm-hmm. and, or I think all of them even. And he always, he's got other people on the soundtrack. You know, there's a lot of things that influence it, but then when you hear that, bum, 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 you know, like that specific chime, yeah. it's like thematic to John Wick. Because it's, that melody is very interesting. It like goes down and it's almost kind of hopeful and sad at the same time. Mm. And it reminds you, oh, that's the pain that this guy's gone through. So yeah. you hear this chime in the background every once in a while. But it then incorporates other influences. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets, you know, dubstep. It gets all that stuff. Lo-fi is amazing, but 
when they put freaking dubstep and techno when they in John do Wick. that Marilyn Manson theme in oh. the first one and then they do the look Castlevania gets on the soundtrack for the club scenes that like blow everyone's minds yeah, man. that thing inspired video games there's a great VR game um, where you're basically shooting the pistols help me out here Jared oh is um, it super hot no, no, no. You oh, Pistol Whip? Pistol Whip. Yeah. Dude, when you play Pistol Whip in VR, it's you're in a John Wick movie. Yeah. It's playing dubstep and is you're going to so a club with the, with the car and all? Like, it goes... Like yeah, yeah, you're things. like standing in Guitar Hero, but with Glocks. Yeah. It's you like you stand, you stand still and all the... And, like, the level rushes towards you and all the enemies pop out and you got to cap them to yeah. the beat of the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't have to do it to the beat of the music, but if you do, you get more points. It's, I suck at it. So it's I just a John Wick arcade game, pretty it's much. So I need to get that, it's man. It's a ton of fun. So You're basically playing good. through the first level, through the first movie of John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the action, you know, the, it does rise in scale. You get motorcycle fights, you get horse fights, you get ninjas. Dude. The ninjas in the third one blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, explain the ninjas. I don't remember this. So at one point when the high table adjudicator, the judge lady, is like, okay, well, we can't let the John Wick sin stand, so I'm gonna go around, you know, investigating this and putting an end to it. And she goes to these Japanese guys, and she's like, you gotta, here's the coin. I'm an adjudicator. Oh, shoot. And they're like, we will serve. What's the line they say? I don't know, I don't remember the ninjas. (laughs) I will serve. I will be of service. That is what everybody has to say to the high table all the time. Yep. And the ninjas are like glad as like I get to get John Wick, and this team of ninjas that like when you watch it they come out of the scene in ways that you don't expect. It'll be like an object that's still that you didn't expect to move mm-hmm. in a shadow or even like disguised a little bit to look like the place that they're standing, and then they just peel out of the background, come down and slit somebody's throat. Oh, that's awesome! And it's the guys who coordinated the, the action in the third movie. They're the guys from the raid. Oh, dang. Which I haven't seen the raid, like, but I've seen a, one scene from it, and it was a, incredible. Eastern movies take a little bit more pride in, like, hand to, used to at least take a lot more pride in hand-to-hand combat. You yeah. get your cheesy cuts there, you get your cheesy cuts here. They When they do it, they respect the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. You get martial arts out of it, right? You see Tony John in a movie where he's, like, kicking things around. He was a huge hit with, like, Thailand for a while because hmm. he... Uh, basically doing Muay Thai styles hmm. in Kung Fu movies. Ooh. Right? Donnie Yen, who is in this movie. Donnie oh, Yen is Ip Man. Oh, dang. Donnie Yen played the master of Bruce Lee in a series of movies that, like, they did a lot for Chinese Kung Fu movies, dude. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's They're incredible films. So The first couple are. Yeah. The first couple. I'm going to be very Sorry, honest. Sorry, the first couple of. The first couple Ip Man movies. Okay, okay. Because they're like vaguely historical, but then Mike Tyson shows up in one of them. <laughs> the influences in this movie also include that, you know, love of kung fu. Yes, yeah, definitely. And it starts with Brazilian jiu jitsu. It goes into, you know, other kind of forms of combat. It goes into the knife fights. It comes into literal ninjas. <laughs> and then. You also watch it come out in other ways in this movie. I think when he goes to Japan, and this is where we meet Hiroyuki Sanada. Yeah. Who's another, like, famous Japanese actor. Like, Donnie Yen is huge. He was, like, in Star Wars and everything. Hiroyuki Sanada has been in Marvel films. Mm. He's, like, known for playing... (laughs) 
template Japanese guy that you want in like a, a film, you're gonna get a great performance out of Hiroki yeah. Sano. He's yeah. probably getting millions of dollars for these roles. <laughs> but when he comes on screen, he's like, he's played like samurai before. He's very famous in Japan. Hmm. Um, he was on. He was in Bullet Train. Oh shoot! Was he the? He's the old man. Ah, uh, okay. Now yeah. I remember. So he's done these kind of roles a lot. Yeah, yeah. He can he can hold the screen time. Like you can, yeah. You can be invested into his his character. Seriously, dude. It's like when he appeared in this movie, I was invested. Yeah, you see, you you're like, I have to pay attention to he's whatever is happening. Yeah, yeah. Dude, exactly. I want to give a shout out to Willem Dafoe in the first movie. Shoot, he was in the first movie. Willem Dafoe was the sniper who saved John Wick's life. <laughs> <laughs> on multiple locations. Do you remember this, Vish? You just watched just, the first movie. I'm just looking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, Spider-Man guy. <laughs> I just have to search the name. So, yeah, I'm like... I'm like he, was, he was the Green Goblin, and that was an amazing role, too. Can you imagine right? if he just went, John Wick? <laughs> yeah. But him playing the Green Goblin, I think that's in every child's nightmares oh, yeah. in the early 2000s. Nightmares, you mean dreams? <laughs> The good side of it. The good <laughs> Those toys were amazing. <laughs> but he's like this benevolent sniper who's John Wick's friend and understands his grief and is like trying to help him out. Yeah, yeah it's despite just, it, obviously being a killer. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the crazy thing about these movies. Like, yeah, every single one of these people is murdered like hundreds. I love it because it came to yeah. a culmination in this movie. So like, oh, if back. I could go like basically the themes here. Yeah. First movie's about grief. Mm-hmm. The second movie is basically about, you know, promises. Yeah. Right? That's how it works out because it's honor this deal. It's like, let's, these are promises we're making. It's promised that I could be mm-hmm. free, all this stuff. Movie number three is about loyalty. Mm. Loyalty to who are you going to be loyal to? Because uh, if you're not loyal to anybody, the whole world's going to try to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Movie number four, friendship. Yeah, honor. yeah definitely. Yeah. Honor. It that's feels, why yeah, yeah. yeah so massive yeah and i guess that's the whole thing with the marquee is the antithesis of that because he has no honor no honor and his all his friends are paid no friends yeah, yeah. it's like they're not real friends john yeah, for sure the whole world's out to get him but his friends always watch out. that's one thing even, that's in every single movie yeah yeah even the guy that the marquee is paying to kill him becomes his friend in a way yeah, he and they also say that thing, right? Like, they establish the one who holds clings to life dies or something. Oh, that was so, such a good line. The so, one, yeah. who, the ones who cling to death live, and the one who clings to life Starting dies. In the oh. second movie, well, like really in the first one, when you get, but you only have like two assassins in the game aside from John Wick in that movie. Mm-hmm. Starting the second movie, you're like, oh, everybody in this city is an assassin, yeah. apparently. You just people eating a hot dog pick up their phone. They're yeah. like, pull out a silencer. I'm gonna kill John. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're all tuned to the same same frequencies. Like yeah. just well, listening the bounty to that. on them just gets so high, and you're like, oh, there's a bunch of people who just yeah. do this and go to McDonald's. I, like, would, yeah. I would kill someone for like 20 million yeah. USD. I don't know who would you kill. Yeah. Would you kill John Wick? I kill someone I don't know. <laughs> what if he yeah. was? What if he was an insane assassin? Well, 
Hey, I'm, here's the thing. I'm going to do the one thing none of these people do. I'm going to observe the situation. I need to have a sniper. Too I'm going to have a sniper, I'm not coming with a, with a Glock in my, on my base. Yeah, I'm then, coming with a sniper. Then he's going to see the glint of your scope, and he's going to look at you, and you're going to make eye contact with the I'm scope. I'm going to be, like, miles, miles away, and I'm going to have, like... You know the rotation of the Earth in consideration, yeah. and like shoot, shoot all my all. And then he the says nothing, shot. nothing personnel, kid, and teleports behind yeah. you. If you I'm do like, that, John Wick is gonna have a friend who's a sniper. Who's gonna <laughs> look at us like, Willem Dafoe is gonna have you in his yeah, sights. Yo, John Wick having an Indian guy as a friend. Yo, oh. having you as That's a friend. That's the fifth movie yeah. you've just pitched it. It's, <laughs> John Vish. Kumail Nanjani is all fit now. We'll just get him. He's ripped. It has to, no, it, it's like him coming in my cab or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's the <a> death <laughs> movie. Calcutta taxi. <laughs> like, uh, some, yeah, and I'm going to have like some butter chicken on the side. And, like, <laughs> you pop. He's like, man, I could use a meal. And you pop open the glove box and it's just filled with butter chicken. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, here. <laughs> just give him a ladle. <laughs> oh, man. You watch this world get progressively bigger in the John Wick movies. Mm-hmm, and it kind of mm-hmm. fuels the plot because it has a, it's so much intrigue. It's like you start out with emotion and you wind your way into intrigue. That fourth movie, Friendship, Honor, it's like this is when the Western myth of John Wick began. Yeah. He's like a modern-day gunslinger. Oh, dude. So I loved... Because it was a lot more story in this one as opposed to violence, at least initially, which is why I thought when watching for the first like 20 30 minutes actually pretty much the first half of the movie it I'd calms say. down from where the third movie was yeah about. yeah because the third movie is just like boom action but the fourth movie it's pretty slow and then there's action and then it's slow and then there's action but it, it doesn't feel slow i say slow but that just means they're walking around and talking they're not just murdering each other constantly there's a lot of discussion <laughs> and intrigue yeah. and like Shakespearean drama. You yeah. know, th- this movie literally started with, I believe, a Shakespearean. Oh, wait, no, it wasn't Shakespearean. It was Dante's Inferno. Oh, well, was it? It's basically the speech that leads up to the line that goes, Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Dang. For I am the king. Or the motherfucking king, as Lawrence Fishburne says. Yeah. yeah. Which is amazing to like for him to do this role because he really has a lot of fun being Shakespearean <laughs> in it. And at the same time, it's almost like Morpheus and Neo are back yeah. at it again. You know? <laughs> you said Lawrence Fishburne. Am I mixing people up? I said I thought he was Sam L. Jackson. I'm yeah. Mixing- <laughs> it's definitely right? not Sam L. Jackson. That's Morpheus. No. That's <laughs> Freaking Lawrence Fishburne, dude. Hold it's on. The, it's the Matrix guy. They, they look and sound similar. Are you, you kidding me? The Matrix guy was saying, yeah. Roger, Wait, get hold the on. Computer, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> are you he kidding took me? He the blue pill. That's what happened. It's both of us at the same time. Hold on. I can see the similarities. Like, I can see it. I, I yeah. I didn't put a name I'm to it. I'm looking at pictures of them. <laughs> I watched Lawrence Fishburne in the movie play Othello, so it's like so clear to me who he is. Okay. They look a little bit similar. Is this the skin? (laughs) No, it's the facial features, Fish. No, there's a lot of differences. 
There are, but there are similarities. The there are similarities. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm calling him the Matrix guy. Don't cancel me, bitch. <laughs> I can't believe you guys thought this was Sam Jackson the whole time. Literally the entire movie. Oh my god. He's, Lawrence Fishburne has played a lot of things, but he's like Shakespearean trained. He knows what, to, what he's doing. That's awesome. So when he's doing this role, it's like now you've gone from like a western to a drama to now you're in Shakespeare. Yeah. You're watching this guy give this poetic... You know, yeah. And the character he plays is hilarious. I gotta it's awesome. say, that whole intro with him walking through the sewers or the train tracks he's or whatever. He's the guild leader for a beggar's guild yeah. of assassins. Yeah, so he's he's going on this monologue, but I'm like, I didn't realize it was him talking at first because he yeah. just walked through tr a train, a, a subway tunnel alone. He's the prince of hobos. Yeah, but he's walking through a subway tunnel alone. And he's yeah. giving this monologue and he's, oh, he is talking. He's just talking to himself. I was like, why is he just talking to himself? This is weird. He's like a cat. <laughs> he's like just a cat roaming, <laughs> in, roaming in the city. He can, he can do anything. But it's still fun. It's interesting also what the movie says about him when he's the one guy who says no to the high table. He says no and the ninjas cut him up. Oh, and dang. And he survives. Yo. Because they, they order him seven cuts. Oh, okay. So he takes seven cuts, almost dies survives john wick in the end of the third one he helps winston defend the continental and then come winston comes to make a deal he they're like kill john wick and he's like okay and he shoots john yeah in his bulletproof suit and john falls off the side of the roof what a class collides into like eight things and then hits the ground oh my gosh somehow survives but seems like he's broken doesn't break a bone <laughs> he's wiled he's away by him he bleeds right he bleeds. No, no, he bleeds. Not he's, once. He's, he has bled. On uh, not one time did well, he bleed. He's <laughs> we watched him get shot today. So yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> in the not, end, in the not end, not yeah. one time. No, it was it was it was paintballs. No, no, no. He's he's been cut. Uh, the third movie actually begins with him running and trying to get stitches from a black market yes, doctor. Yes, I remember in, like, that. In like the thirty minutes before he's yeah. excommunicado. Right, dude. The amount of times he gets hit by cars is crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. It's so wild. Keanu Reeves, when he was talking about the way he does stunts, because he does do his so, own martial arts. So he, he did. Here's what he says. He does his own action. Okay. When you're watching martial arts happen, when you're watching him fight a guy, when you're watching him doing those Jackie Chan style scenes, yeah, that's him. Dang. When you're watching him get hit by a car or fall downstairs, that's a stunt professional. <laughs> it's just that is a guy when he's who's downstairs. supposed to fall downstairs yeah because I, that way if he gets if that guy gets hurt it's not keanu reeves that would continue filming. Yeah, yeah i saw yeah. the behind the scenes of the guy there's a scene where the guy is like just thrown off the escalator yeah and i saw the like the making of that scene and that guy had a fall dude they checked <laughs> on him like so sincerely oh, after shoot. the cut they were like are you okay and i fell for that guy i was like damn <laughs> he paid his like like he offered his services fully for yeah. that movie. He was thrown off a fucking escalator. Hey man, Jackie Chan did it for 90 movies. That dude jumped off. All, all well, respect to least, that guy. He oh has goodness. fought every man on the planet. <laughs> He's literally jumped off of buildings and the second floors of escalators and like grabbed Christmas lights and slid down. Oh my god. Gosh. It's so hard to like train for these things. Like yeah. you, was, you saw him like fighting. He's like He's a sad guy, but look at him fighting. Like, <laughs> when it you happens can feel it. in the action, it's like 
we've seen Tom Cruise hang off the side of a plane to compete with Keanu Reeves during this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like, but especially like in the third movie, I. I coined a John Walk limp one time when I was like, I, I worked out too hard the night before and I'm like limping around. It's like, because he's been hit by cars so many he's fallen off oh, buildings. It's a big day for him. That's all. Dude, oh when he's like... The Buster Keaton kind of like, oh, that happens to him every once in a uh, while. Oh, yeah? Well, th- I'm not talking about Buster Keaton in particular. I'm talking about like when John Wick gets hit by something. Oh, sorry. I thought it's you were... the mistake that makes you understand, oh, this is immortal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely, man. Like it, it happens in the first one, he gets hit by a car, and it like oh, dude, ruins it rocks him. Ruins his day, <laughs> dude. In this movie, he is, was unstoppable. Yeah, as soon as they do the, as they get into the warriors section of the movie, the woman goes on the radio and it's close up from us. She's like, "All right, everybody," <laughs> and then as soon as he gets <laughs> onto ground level, he gets hit by a freaking car, and he's like. Oh, lying on the ground like yo. He gets up on his day own. Is ruined. Yeah. There's no one helping him get up. He, no, he, he's doing it on he his gets own. Hit kind three of times in a row. There was an action scene in the first movie where he gets in a car and he's shooting a pistol and yeah. all that stuff. It's quite similar. They're reprising that and bringing it up to the next level by oh. swinging it around the Arc de Triomphe. <laughs> In the middle of like busy Parisian traffic, yeah. and he's like managing a perfect drift oh, as he's dude, just pumping shots from amazing. a pit viper into these he's guys. He's just freaking doing donuts around three different cars yeah. and sniping in the everybody. First movie, when it comes to like, that's the thing I like about him is that he's like perfect until he's not. In yeah. the first movie, he misses three shots, and that was the oh, first dang. time he shot at the guy's son, the, the uh, gangster's son, his first heart. That was it. That's the only three bullets that he missed in the entire yeah. movie. <laughs> Afterwards, we're see, we see him like actually start to like you know the endurance wears on him. Mm-hmm. The having to kill scores and scores of assassins yeah. who come after him. It takes a toll on him for sure. Like you can see every every night and day in the movie, you see him like yeah. tired at the end. He's like just done with the day. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, and you have to expect that. You just have to accept that this guy knows how to do a drift he knows how to shoot and he knows how to live yeah he can do everything and you well, have to accept that fact yeah well they they preface it in the first movie he yeah, picks it's... up nunchucks <laughs> Dude, the nunchucks were, i love how he picked up two sets and just chucks one at a guy did he try to slit somebody's throat with a card that was with a oh, play yeah, card yeah, yeah. in this movie and that he does it twice it's like that was the one this... time where i was like okay maybe not <laughs> when he used the cards I was like ah what didn't get me is like cause he cut that guy but he obviously didn't kill him it's like okay yeah, yeah he got yeah. lucky and paper he went cut for the, the jugular but the guy was obese it's like that's kind of that's kind of funny <laughs> that guy yeah. was amazing yeah. I bet but that would have killed. What got me is the card went and hit the guy behind yeah. that guy, and yeah, I was yeah, like, "It just guy. took him out." <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like now you see me too, like you you know the, the card trick. I like it. Just the, goes around the whole room. The one where Daniel Radcliffe does magic. <laughs> what did you guys think of Donnie Yen's character, the blind swordsman? Okay, here's the question oh, I had: Kane? Was Kane yeah. in the other movies? No. Okay, because I didn't remember. Every I thought he's the hangover guy, out. but he was not. When That's he took what out I the thought glasses, too at first. Yeah. I was like, is that freaking Ken John? And I was like, no, there's no way it's, it's Ken like, John. Yeah, it's like he's, he's going like... to do this thing. It's like gay boys. <laughs> Donnie Yen is like right now one of the biggest action stars yeah. in China. No it's surprise, huge. dude. He's amazing. amazing. We're talking about like 
damn it, who's comparable? It's like when you see Jack Iron Jack. Man and you recognize that person, yeah, him that's, not that's, that's him over there. No surprise, dude. Yeah. He was incredible. A in this blind movie. guy making you believe that he's doing all those things and still living and that fighting was, and dude, surviving. The first thing I was like, is he really blind? Like, I think this is like the gimmick yeah. of the character. He pretends to be blind. And then he starts putting the things on the walls. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I've what seen is, him what is this? Yeah, it's like this C4, little <laughs> yeah. C4s. And then they make the ding dong noises. Ding-dong. I was it's like, a that's yo, it. this guy's actually freaking <laughs> blind and he's sniping people. That's amazing. There's a genre of like action movie in China that's basically, it's it got big in Hong Kong and then it got big in China as well. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the I'm an undercover cop who's going undercover with the Chinese gangsters and triads. Yeah. And that's like a whole genre. There's so many movies like that. <laughs> he does, He has quite a few, actually. <laughs> but the ones he does is like there was goofy ones and then there was really good ones. Mm. And in this movie, we got to see actually, if you watch him in this in comparison with Star Wars, Star Wars is kind of gimmicky. Is he in Star Wars? Yeah. yeah. He's in a, he's in Rogue One. Oh, shoot. Does he he's, play the blind guy in Rogue One? He's the blind monk. That was my favorite character in Rogue One. Yeah. That's so amazing. That's him. Dude, um, when he plays a blind guy, I'm in love. It was a great <laughs> character for him. <laughs> and the Donnie Yen action in that movie was the action I liked the most. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. He is like, he's huge. He has so many great movies out. Uh, Ip Man, like I mentioned. Yeah. But in this movie, you don't just get a taste of his action. And the kind of like, oh, we needed an Asian guy who wouldn't be offensive <laughs> yeah, if yeah. he was a Buddhist monk in Star yeah, Wars. Yeah. This one was, let's just bring over this great actor. Let's give him an honest to God role Amazing as a cool role. assassin who's, yeah. you know, he's blind and he's an expert killer, but his done doing it for his daughter. It's like he's still endearing and he yeah. does a great job with the role. And it, I love that. Maybe it's the writing, but it's definitely his acting as well. That you can clearly tell that he is John Wick's friend. Yeah. And the what was the Japanese guy's name? Hiroki Sanada. Yeah, Sanada. Who played he, Koji. So yeah. they were Kane and Koji. Kane and Koji. You could tell they were all friends, but he he clearly and precisely prioritizes his daughter above all else. Yeah, you and could... they also ask about each other's daughter when they meet. So it's yeah. like they know family comes first then this, you know, yeah. an assassin job. So it's like you can I can take the kill. I will accept your kill if yeah. it's for my family's safety. It's yeah. okay. And them checking on each other is like a a friendship thing first and then it's like family comes first and then here's it's like Toretto. And it's like then you <laughs> I... have this job. I yeah. love the way they do subtitles in this movie. It's one of the yeah. one of the coolest stylistic yeah. things they do. One of the things they've done it to do is to like show how friends everybody is in this network. Yeah. The first time you see him interact with like one of the Russian guys hitmen, he shows up, puts a knife to his neck. How you doing, Igor? You lost weight. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go tonight. Why don't you just take the rest of the night off? The guy just pulls out his earpiece and he walks out. <laughs> and John Wick murders everybody inside that building. <laughs> no, no. He murders every Russian gangster. So. Yep. Yeah. You better take that night off. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time we get Look Castlevania playing. Oh. And it's like lead spirals. It's the red circle. Like, I, I got to know these songs because I would listen to them endlessly afterwards. <laughs> They're great songs. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. And they up it in every one. Like... The world, can we talk stylistically about the world of John Wick a little bit? Is mm-hmm. the amount of, because you're running through clubs, you're running through, you know, the high table meetings, the people you're encountering, everybody's like, look at Spiffy. Yeah. And they happen to be a movie that does the, they do 
a girl who looks like she's in the 50s. She's smoking cigarettes. She's basically a telephone operator. But then she's got sleeve tattoos and nails done. (laughs) That was so good. That's one of the other things they fit in there. And then everyone else you meet is like elegant, polite, very well dressed. Yeah. Even if they're a hobo. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just... They're all charismatic. That's just the good world building because all of these characters pop up and not one of them is unbelievable. He's seeing you, John. That's what they all say. Yeah. You know, they're like everybody <laughs> is so... That's what I was talking about earlier. It's the sincerity Yeah. of this movie that like really sells it. It's also the secrecy of the assassins. Like you can see them dine at a, at a, in a patio and then you can also see them homeless, but they all get into character because they know... They can be true to the character because they are safe with their their other life, maybe. Like they're okay with the money, so they're not struggling, but they're ready to like kill. Yeah. For the money, for the twenty million dollars. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Look up the cast of this movie real quick. Keanu Reeves. Well, aside no from way. Yes. <laughs> Vic John. So he's he's a we, little he's a bit side character. <laughs> shouts out to Scott Adkins. The guy who played, like, the Spanish guy who was always after him. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's Scott Atkins. <laughs> he is huge in action. It's like there's always more and more action stars in these films. Should have had and Michelle Yeoh. And we're getting Yeo. a showcase of it. What? Should have had Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> I thought you said Machete. I was like, Danny Trejo <laughs> would have been great in this. <laughs> Michelle Yeoh. That would have been great, actually. <laughs> I feel like she could pull this ass and off in this world. Oh, she totally 100%. could have. That would have been amazing. Speaking of the actors in this... Rest in peace, Lance Redman. Yeah. It's like he died a week before, right? Or something. It was something like that. It was just last week. Yeah. In his interviews, he seems like such a nice guy to work with. And the way that people talk about him, the way that Keanu talked about him. There was a, there's a story he told about Keanu where he's like, one time it was Keanu's birthday. So we gave him the day off and he showed up to set anyway with his girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they had their car there, and he was like, this is Lance. I came here just to meet Lance on my birthday. Dang. <laughs> That's the thing. They were, like, so nice. Um, yeah, Lance I mean, Reddick was Lance. going to be... His character was going to be the main character in a TV show that got pitched for, that took place in the Continental. Yeah. Starring him in that world. That would have been awesome. Oh, really? And it would have just been him and the dog. Like an... Ex- extension yeah. of this well i don't know yeah. if it got approved but it was a big rumor and it was like we're gonna do this season of a tv show and we're gonna do the fourth john wick movie and see what we can build it up into. Mm-hmm. that would have been amazing john wick four as a closer to this i feel is very appropriate they didn't overdo it no because if they kept going from here it's like what are we gonna get next yes I mean, it, it, it would probably... John be... Wick's just in an F-55. He's <laughs> like in the, in the air. Yeah. They, they mix it with Top Gun or something. But yeah, it's like they can't go more and more. <laughs> they can't They can't take it like any other direction because all the three movies before or four movies now, it's like they're all in this world where you can't accept anything else than guns or like, yeah, you know, it's not going to yeah. go VFX like heavy. It's going to be like more realistic down to earth believable and yeah. relatable you can take it home easy like you're not gonna yeah. just leave it to like, the VFX telling the stories like characters <laughs> telling it and holding it for the for the whole duration you don't you don't lose like the the cane you don't lose the blind guy in the middle of the plot he keeps coming back whether he's eating mm-hmm. noodles or like you know waiting for them down the <laughs> that was so amazing <laughs> Raman like they, he's waiting down like so you forgot about him 
after the whole action sequence of him fighting with the ding dongs and then when his daughters heard they're going to this exit suddenly he's there but you don't ex- expect him to be there because yeah. he's blind but he's still there and then he also tells in the end that he gave the eyes away right that's not a link to a previous movie right it's that's like john would gave his finger that guy gave his eyes for his daughter yeah yeah at right. least that's what you're kind of led to believe i don't know how it's the safety of how the practiced he was supposed to be <laughs> at killing people while blind because it was pretty funny to like watch him almost seemingly fire blindly yeah seriously but ace it can i just take one like yeah man yeah yeah take a picture yeah. heck yeah take a selfie style <laughs> share it with me i want to put it on the thing mm. I have my hand raised like I'm Socrates or something. (laughs) (laughs) This is how you think like a photographer. Whole time. What? You you just capture a moment. You just break a camera. Just capture a moment. Yeah, just break a camera out and say, hold on, everybody, I need to take a picture. (laughs) I'm. I'm, That's capturing a moment. He's on top of the art, man. Oh, yeah. He's getting it. Have I not told you Vish is like an actual true artist? Oh no, I've seen the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we, give, we follow each other now. Give it a shout. <laughs> give it a shout. Yeah, what's your Instagram? You know, I'm still trying to figure that out. I keep messing it up. It's like Vishwas underscore Kapoor, I think. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so. Uh, and, and like, yeah. We follow you from before his creek as well. Mm-hmm. Follow yes, us. Yes, Everybody yes. should follow us. Yes. If you're listening to this, why aren't you? <laughs> You're obviously not doing anything I'm important a, with your time if you're listening to no, me. You just need, need to listen to this to this amazing podcast like tonight. Well, you better because you need to get a chronology of the events of John Wick. The way things are lit in this movie, the way they're the oh, lighting man. and the color of the lighting. Dude, teal and orange, bro. Yeah, yeah, it te- works. Lots of teal, lots of oh, teal, yeah. lots of warmth. It's like, dude, it's that, perfect. That it's scene perfect. where the marquee. For, has Winston and what does Lance Reddick play? Who? He plays a guy named, and I wanted to point this out. Yeah. Winston calls him Charon, but it's spelled Charon. Oh. Who is the, which is the Greek name of the ferryman who takes you down the sticks when you die. Hmm. So that used to be Charon would take you to Hades. That's why you put coins on top of your eyes. Because oh, you have to pay okay. the ferryman. Right? Yes, yes, yes. So the fact that his name is that and he works at a hotel for assassins. Yeah. <laughs> but man, that scene where the Marquis first ta- talking to them. Yeah. Orange. The whole thing was orange. Cause it, was either, it was probably sunset. Maybe it was sunrise. I don't know. But Oh, yeah. The, the big window scene. Yeah. yeah, when, yeah, he, yeah. when he demolishes the, the s- building. The sand was coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. With the hourglass. The hourglass. One of the effects of the set pieces that they have in this movie and in others. Like, they do a lot of clubs. But when they do uh, Osaka. Yeah. And you get to places where it's like there's a Sakura tree in the background. It's Keanu Reeves standing in a full black suit. <laughs> oh, And there's dude. like a pink light and a blue light. You're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, like so... A, so amazing. This is the cover of the lo-fi album. No. <laughs> that was here's one thing for me to nerd out on with color. Everything matched perfectly. It, so it was good. natural. It was just yeah. like they had the cherry blossom on the roof oh, of the hotel. Man. And it's like it just connects like, oh, you're in Japan. Like, you know, it, it's just natural to be yeah. there. It just, the locations like, yeah. and set pieces in this movie in general are amazing as they are in all of John Wick. They're done so freaking perfect. shoot his way through an art gallery. He's like <laughs> in an area full of mirrors fighting ninjas who are like hiding in the mirrors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like 
in in the clubs the first time you get into the clubs you're like oh the game was bumped up yeah Ooh, this is important now here's yeah. one thing about the club in this movie there was a big rainy water one in, yeah. in berlin where nobody's paying attention to the murder that's the thing everybody's constantly dancing like there's like I 30 f- people around you constantly killing each other and everybody's just are they so out of their I minds like blasted it was, there's a lot of things in this movie that are, I feel like are a play on the last one mm. where in the last one it's like people started to notice that there was a gunfight <laughs> happening in yeah. the club yeah, because they're in the middle of listening to lead spirals <laughs> they're just <laughs> dancing and like you're in a rave and then you're pop 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 yeah yeah. You're not even that I mean, part it's of the probably in the music. You're probably dead. in the music. Except for, you know, the whole crowd's parted and there's two guys killing each other. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but well, there's still people like, oh yeah, just it, grooving. It just takes grooving. a minute to happen. And if you're on the other <laughs> side of the room, you're like, what's going on? Yeah. You're just supposed to ignore the, the like with the dancing and the rave when he's fighting the at this part you're like <laughs> I oh. was specifically looking at the background actually like is anybody noticing yeah 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 and then here's the thing when he comes through the crowd people like people get scared yeah. but otherwise you can just dance part way into the movie <laughs> there is nobody that you see on screen who doesn't work for this criminal underground yeah literally every, every... actor that you meet in the world is like every human being you yeah, see on screen no other crowd. Is, a, yeah. is an assassin. There's no, no background. Literally, dude. It's just everyone comes to fight. It was the fight. end of the second movie. The world he's, comes alive. He literally say, okay, everybody's against you in the next hour. And all the people, all the background actors stop and look at John. <laughs> every single one of them. It's like, oh, a couple jogging, some guy walking his dog, yeah. some guy serving hot dogs. They all stop and look at John. That's where it's we like, get to friendship in this movie. Yeah. It's about friendship and honor. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows this guy. Mm-hmm. He's like not all the ones who commit like crime on the in the continental gets this recognition, right? He's just like known to kill everyone. He's like Yeah, I think it's just the real the real good guys. Yeah. Like John and Kane. Yeah, yeah, like super elite ones who like represent on a bigger scale. Like the table is hiring them yeah. to kill John Wick. Yeah. Well, his bounty gets to like legendary heights yeah yeah he's the top when you he's kill someone guy. for 20 million and then 20 million deposited in your retirement yeah, <laughs> yeah. and in the end it's good it goes for yeah. right? in my match in my 401k <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the first time that's, there's like that's a, planning i like that <laughs> and it gets it gets high up there man. what if he says i want 20 million bitcoin it's like would you pay <laughs> would you kill jared for 20 million <laughs> Would you kill me for 20 million Bitcoin? This is no man. 20 no. million Bitcoin? There's no, that's not, that's, oh my God, I guess there's 21 million. So you could have, I can have a life. In you theory, get all the Bitcoin for in me. In theory. Yeah. In theory. But I mean, damn, the cops are really out tonight. They just heard us talking about it's money. They're like, have you taxed this? They're like, whoa, whoa, money. <laughs> have you reported money, money, this money, money, money. to the CRA? <laughs> Tell us the Canadian revenue. How's your forest creek income going? <laughs> you pay I'm taxes, selling right? all these <laughs> NFTs, but they're not, you know, regulated yet. Yes, I pay my taxes, definitely. <laughs> it's like, yep. Oh, yo, when they played Genesis, when he was going up the stairs, that was my jam, dude. Oh, yeah. Let's... Oh yeah. This podcast brought to you by Lay's. <laughs> and Uber Eats. Can you Uber imagine chips. when podcasts become so like commercial that people start like Lay's will sponsor one? Yo. Cause now it's like a bunch of small companies like it's me undies or something. Yeah. Like, 
how I don't know how many times I've heard about like manscaping hair trimmers. Oh yeah. man, I feel Yo. I feel awkward. I'm like, oh, am I not doing enough? Why <laughs> the way the company markets itself is all you like know what, bitch? no. <laughs> According to Manscaped. You know, bitch, anything to add about your John Wick experience? Any last how words? How does it feel to like watch the fourth movie in this? Yeah, you went from most of the first movie to the yeah, fourth to movie. Yeah, to the fourth one. It's a big leap. For the feel of John Wick's character, I would give it like 8.79 Dang. out of 10. Specific. Yeah, very specific. Because, And you can't say a lot about his character. He's just like, there's nothing to say. He's not speaking. He's not speaking to you. You just follow him. It's like, it's like your GDA character. You just see him walking. You ain't speaking to no one in your room there's it's a just, part where this movie like where he's reloading one of the pistols and the flashlight just goes in your face for a moment I was like oh yeah <laughs> he doesn't care I'm here yeah. <laughs> you know he's just playing his own thing you're just like it's like arrow keys like watching this movie the colorist was pissed and <laughs> and and then like 8.79 for that for sure for all the action and it's like fast and furious it's like it starts with feelings mm. it sets the base for family love friendship in this movie at least and then there's this big at bad. least that's the first fast and furious movies that now it's like we have dwayne johnson in this one <laughs> it's just more like yeah. like like it's just like a lot of action now but yeah. yeah and it's it sets you in and then there's this big thing the big chase of john wick going through the city for the sunrise trying to make it to the sunrise and you don't expect at least for me i didn't expect it to happen like the 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 girl on the radio like chanting yeah. his location every now and then and then he has this miniature uh scale of the whole city right in front of yeah. him uh, and he knows where his location is he's listening to the same thing and i wasn't expecting that because going from place to place is a, s- a series of murders every time he needs to do anything <laughs> yeah. by, by the someone end of the has movie. to yeah. die someone has to die he that's what they say like whatever he touches has to die yeah, like the daughter of, oh my god mm. it's the like the reverse Midas touch yeah yeah you know? yeah wow. sequence that like I was feeling it and not a lot of movies I feel like personally I want to get up from the seat or like whistle like <laughs> I, I want to be there I feel I, I'm clenching my fist at some point I'm like yes do this mother like kill that guy like that guy is coming back too many times you need to fucking kill him right now well because by the time you're in like the third movie and then the fourth movie you have to wrestle with everybody you kill yeah the video game became hard everyone's wearing bulletproof Spider-Man game yeah you just have to fight with this whole group and then also there's like so many bullets like I'm sure I missed like some like one bullet just like swished by me like there's like so many so many bullets you get hit from everywhere yeah it's just never ending it's like one after another it's like total video game it's like a video game experience it gets hard man it gets hard yeah and it's like when you're not doing the action when you're not fighting the bad guys you're playing the missions on the side I can almost see yeah. John Wick like going objectives. through the tutorial when he's in his house and there's guys breaking in there he's like that's the tutorial you did the tutorial and then you Press go to F. the <laughs> level one you go to the club and it's like the different rooms yeah, in the club yeah. you know it's, it's and the then game. you get to the one shot at the end of the game <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved the climax it was mm. amazing I felt the energy and then suddenly you you expect so I didn't know I did not expect it to be a gunfight 
like a Texas he, uh, they literally decided him. it so and that's then, like, not uh, just yeah, like it's like the whole climax like yeah. such a build up and then it's gonna be like oh here's dude. like use of guns and pistols at dawn <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah it's like that's one of the things that really sells you on this criminal underground it's like just the right amount of old fashioned yeah mm. they use latin They've got like crests yeah. and wax on them. Everybody's like dressed like they're from Buckingham Palace. The suits, and then man. the numbers. The suits. Yeah. Yeah. The table is like made up of glass. Here's there's an exclusive there's hotel. Renaissance art everywhere. Dude, if I could hang out at Continentals, I, I might oh never leave. <laughs> I would just be in there all the time. I would be in the lounge. We would be doing the podcast from yeah. the booth in the back. No one can kill me. No gunshots. <laughs> If you want to give us your gold coins, you can <laughs> head to the forescreen at gmail.com. I thought it was a great movie. Had me tense. Absolutely loved it. Would definitely watch it again. Highly recommend it. Yeah, I could what have give given it? a better review too. <laughs> what would you give it out of 10? I would say an 8 because I think maybe for a John Wick it's higher, but as a movie in general, I like a more obvious and grounded moral thing going on, as opposed to vaguely about friendship. Mm. Yeah, like which is one of the reasons everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once is now one of my one of I'll just say my my favorite movie. Right. It had a major clear theme that was really well done in a chaotic environment. Thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like Winston just says it's friendship in this one. <laughs> <laughs> but in the moment, anyway, um, would you so you, would you see a fifth one or not? Yes, right? It's yeah, good, I've seen good. all these ones. I'd see it just to see it's what it be is. It's better than anything else coming out of that time. I'd see it just to see what it is. Because what the heck are you going to do after John Wick's freaking spoilers? Dead. He freaking dies. It's a criminal underworld. <laughs> yeah. People could fake their death. For sure. He literally did it I, in the last why movie. He, yeah, why would he, he fake his death in front of nobody? Fell he, off of a building. He asked, he asked, where did, like, if he's in hell or heaven, and he was like, I don't know, or something, right? Yeah. Like, there's no. It's, they it's left a it open ended. It's nah, like Batman dude, ending. They when literally you see the show his grave next to his wife's grave. It's a makeshift grave. He's <laughs> dead. It's a cover up. You have to believe that. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? John Wick 5 is I Mrs. Mean, somewhere. Wick. <laughs> yeah. Loving, Helen comes loving, back loving from the wife. dead and kills everybody else. I don't <laughs> know, dude. If it was me, I'd be somewhere in South America. It's, uh, <laughs> this uh, John Wick 5 opens up with like uh, a shot of Island of Bahamas or something. He com- it, they, they, uh, Palm trees and blue water. What if it's, what if it's, it's John Wick 2205. He wakes up, he's in space. <laughs> he's like John in Wick a cryopod. He gets out of it like Master Chief. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. My opinion of it is that if you love action films. He's still fighting. <laughs> yeah. You'll love this movie. Oh, 100 if you yeah, love the way that sure. film craft is done you'll love this movie mm-hmm. if you like the way that drama and you know intrigue are done you'll still like this movie you'll like all four is it a family movie hmm? is it a family movie is there swearing in this movie yeah no is there there's like, also not, like not a lot you know rampant murder i wouldn't say it's a family movie but it's a movie you watch with your dad and you enjoy it and it's he like, enjoys it. Everybody it's like Top Gun 
Top Gun kind of. It's uh, something your grandparents will, will bring the grandkids to. I feel like Top Gun was very family friendly in comparison to John oh, yeah. Wick. Yeah. <laughs> There's less people killed. It's like we don't just even airplanes flying. No, I feel like that's most movies. Are. It's like an air show. In, in, in Top Gun, like. They don't say the name of the country. Yeah, yeah. We don't hear they any of the bad guys him, yeah. speak. We don't get a single human <laughs> face that is not American. There's no enemy combat. It's just their own, their own training and then doing the doing the deed. It's like you end. just assume I'm wearing a balaclava underneath this <laughs> helmet. That's it. It's just faceless bad guys. Um, but this movie, you know who everybody is. In fact, that many times you call them by their first name and have long conversations with them before you kill them. Yeah, man. Oh, so good. I like the diversity in the film, too. Like, it's not like just one kind of... You liked all the trans piece. people in the film? <laughs> well, but, like, the style of it is very interesting. Yeah. It's not... Yeah. You don't you don't recognize the diversity. It's just built into the story. You're like, for sure, there's going to be, like, multinational, multination uh, yeah. assassins. It but, has, I mean, that's how it is. You go to Morocco... And a bunch yeah. of dudes like out of their desert. A bunch of Moroccans are there. Whoa. You meet Halle Berry and her two German shepherds. You meet that weird guy with an accent from Game of Thrones. That one guy with an accent from Game of Thrones. It was the guy who played Braun. Oh. Yeah, but in this one he was like Italian for yeah. some reason. And then he they're like when they show you that desert elder in the very beginning, yo, that was a different guy in the last movie. And oh, they're was like, it? we killed the last guy. <laughs> oh shoot! Because he helped you. Like even the elder is subject to the yeah, hunting. yeah, yeah. Dang, I didn't even realize it. That's a great thing for the whole killing the marquee does nothing. They'll just replace him. The illustration of it is like you're Hercules and that's your Hydra. But yeah. they have more heads than you have bullets. Yeah. That was so beautifully written and so well performed. Perfect. What, that, that describes the whole movie. Beautifully written and well performed. It ramps up in the perfect way. Yeah. I would give this movie, if you can ask me about it later, I'll say 10. Yeah. I'll say 10 to everybody. What here. if I ask you about it now? 9.6. Oh, shit. Oh, he said later. 9.6, yeah. you said? Yeah. Why? What, because what's the point? a few times in the action people run up to Keanu Reeves and they have guns but they're running up oh yeah <laughs> so it's like I've, <laughs> I see it happen in movies all the time yeah and it kind of just has to be because like if you're doing CQB in open rooms bullets are gonna be flying you can't just be out let's let people hit cover every time yeah yeah I feel like there is and a lot of times the action is like just realistic enough that you'll forgive it but like there's that, and then there's the fact that people are f- constantly firing guns in your ears. Yeah, yeah. You give, you give like. Uh, I'm not talking about me, this the person watching it either. I'm just saying like, everybody in that movie should be deaf. Oh, hundred percent. I thought yeah. the yeah. same thing. That being said, it's like the where it is unrealistic. It's so forgivable. Yeah. Because they're charming. Yeah. And they have a like you can just tell it's contributing to me continuing yeah. to watch this. Yeah. Oh man. One last bit that I loved about it was the obese German guy doing freaking kung fu and that spin kicks. So that, that was funny. That was amazing. That was yeah. oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing for sure. You, you owe just... him a Jack and Coke now. <laughs> <laughs> that that was amazing. That guy played his character and his body with it pretty well. Perfect. His actions yes. were like not and limited to him like it was his body carrying it forward like you yeah. could see it and he's one of many in the John Wick world yeah freaking Ruby Rose in in the second one 
<laughs> he's introduced at the at the like one third like pretty late in the movie yeah, yeah. and you still resonate with him till the end it's like you you know that he's yeah. like one of the you know one of the levels in the game like you have to beat this guy to yeah, go to the next level man. he's like that villain in the in the game it's so perfect it's yeah. like you know he's a mini boss but he's he he doesn't know he's a mini boss yeah. he's the boss to him yeah. he comes kind of like obvious at some points cuz you meet characters you meet yeah. other rival assassins and you yeah. like get to know them and then they try to kill you he falls down so many stairs in this movie <laughs> but that's the thing i love about the john wick movies is that they like you yeah that's why in the fourth one they bring these things back up yeah and they do an even more amazing job amazing yeah that's that's the movie right there i could watch amazing. all these movies again right now and be like i had a good time you'll see they'll put the trailer for john wick and when they're putting all the quotes there'll be the forest creek amazing we're gonna buy all the rights <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna basically just we're gonna send the contracts to keanu reeves we'll produce it ourselves number five number five I, i've been like winding around to ending the podcast but we're like <laughs> yeah, right? we're still swirling around the it's drain such a good you know, we movie. haven't flushed this yet <laughs> yeah. let's get down to the sewers boys <laughs> If anybody would like to offer me a contract, I'm at the Forest <laughs> I'd get these guys for $20 million. Just hit me up. We're on Instagram at the Forest <laughs> Easy. Don't do that. Don't con... Like, I... You have to cut that part out. <laughs> I'll seriously consider... I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. We love to do movie reviews like this, and we're going to be doing many more. I'm actually going to be doing uh, Dungeons & Dragons very shortly. It's going to be oh, a lot shoot. different of a movie than this. We saw the trailer for it in theaters, and I'm yeah. like, this looks as good as any other movie out there. <laughs> but they added this stupid narration on top of it. <laughs> yeah, was it was just a little, it was pretty excessive. movie guy. Talks and about the things that are happening fire. on screen. Yeah, there's fire on the wall, and they show fire on the wall. I'm like, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> it's like it's right for dungeons and dra- I can I can read. I can see the dungeons. I can see the dragon. <laughs> the really big letters, you know, the really big letters. <laughs> that was great. You can follow more of our movie reviews and get more of Vicious live audio photography. <laughs> At the Forest Creek. That's a dig at me. <laughs> <laughs> at the Forest Creek on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify. Those are the main places. You can find us on other social media and podcasting platforms. Do the follow. Do the like. Do the share. I love doing these movie ones, and I want to do more. I like connecting with people over them. This and comedians. When we do this and comedians, it's oh winning. man, it's the yeah. best. Obviously, because you know we get a couple of pops our views up. <laughs> <laughs> the comment we got like one comment on the everything everywhere. That was amazing, video. and it made my day. Think what was the comment? Oh, it was just somebody just went. <laughs> I thought you would have terrible takes. I re- clicked on this podcast and I don't regret it. I oh, listened to the whole cool. thing. That's cool. I actually really yeah, enjoyed right. it. Yeah. That's a good It's like good getting support. one of those every like, once I thought in you guys would suck, but it was actually kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> you don't suck. <laughs> so Thanks, Vish. Site when it's up. Oh, uh, Theforestgreekweb.com. Keep an eye out for it. Um, also, also, thank you for having me. Yeah, yes, thanks for coming on. It's my first podcast. I've been hyped to have you on. <laughs> yeah. Thank you I was, to like, our gracious host, Vish. That's us at the Forest Creek Podcast. I love John Wick for... I'm, uh, I'm going to love John Wick 5 when it comes. And that's a win. 
And when it comes, <laughs> it will be a Forest Creek Media production. Oh, yeah. And it's going to come because he's not here. Oh, yeah. Oh, Keanu Reeves is in real life. But John Week. John, oh. John Week. <laughs> John Week, more like John Strong. John Strong. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's end this. We gotta be bad to you. We've been trying to end this for 30 minutes. <laughs> this is what happens, I'm telling you, dude. Just say goodnight! We cut it there. 10 out of 10. <laughs> that's, again, that's what I'm gonna say every time somebody asks me what to do. Alright. Goodbye, everybody. See ya. See ya. Goodnight, guys. Hit the record, big record button.